Well, sports are starting back up across America. Today, we're talking baseball, money, and your wallet on today's Money with Friends, featuring Tate Frazier from the Titus and Tate podcast, Thursday, July 23rd. Let's roll. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's traveling half-finished basement. Today, it's outside of Texarkana, Texas. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. And I'm Tate Frazier, and I'm joining you from Los Angeles. I am a, uh, a guy from the Titus and Tate podcast, also from the Pushing Through podcast. I you know talk about basketball uh, in the podcast space, and I talk about sports uh, in general, but I'm just happy to be here to talk about finances because I need to get my finances in order. Uh, and Joe, and you're happy to help me, so I appreciate that. Uh, well, I, I don't know if we're going to help you, but we sure are going to have some fun. Hey, this is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, Tate and I, we're going to uh, tackle one that's from U.S. News and World Report. Not only do we read them like some podcasts do, but we dive into how they affect your wallet. When you you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. If that's not enough, we'll share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of, of your day. Now, D D Tate, great to finally have you here, my friend. We, uh, yes. I love talking sports, but you've been talking sports for a long time, man. I have to ask, how did you first get into being a sports commentary dude? I am uh, one of those people. I'm from uh, small town, North Carolina, and uh, all we talked about was sports, right? There's not much going on, but we we did have college basketball surrounding us. I was a big North Carolina fan, and uh, as I grew up, there was a guy that went to North Carolina, Stuart Scott, calling all the highlights on national TV and ESPN, and I said, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy you know, that, that's a sportscaster on ESPN. Times obviously change, and then I went to college. I was working for a local radio station. A, a good friend of mine was playing for the North Carolina basketball team, James Michael McAdoo. He told me about a player having an injury. That was my first scoop, as they called it in business, and uh, the rest is history. That was in 2012, and eight years later, I've been uh, in the sports media beat from you know a college basketball reporter to a college basketball or a college baseball reporter all the way to uh, now doing podcasts nationally and. Uh, it's great to talk about sports. Sports can be uh, a sort of an avenue for a lot of people to, to come together. And uh, that's always been one of my favorite things about it. Man, you must have missed it this spring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, March was hard. March was different. Um, and uh, this year has been different. But it, it, with all the other things that are going on in this world, I mean, the losing March madness is, is small potatoes at this point. So I can't be too upset. But but I got my fingers crossed, Joe. I'm hoping that everyone can get things in order. And uh, maybe next March I can have basketball again because it would be great for business, you know, because Tyson Tate is a college basketball podcast. Right? So we, we like to have college basketball. Now, now here's here's the thing. <laughs> well, what you and I really need to talk about is uh, Michigan State basketball. I mean, this North Carolina basketball is crap. Yes, Michigan State basketball is mm -hmm. where it's at. Yeah, Tate. yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, well, the first time we got on a phone call with each other, the first thing you said was, uh, "I'm I'm a I'm an Izzo guy, go Sparty," and I immediately apologized for 2009. Um, <laughs> I, I know you do not want me to bring that up, uh, but but I feel like recent recent history bodes well for Michigan State. I feel like the, the Spartans have gotten the best of Carolina of recent. So. That, that's a good thing. And Tom Izzo, he gets more credit than Roy Williams. You know, I feel nationally he's Mr. March. That's what we call him on our show, Mr. March. He always does well in the tournament. So um, we, we can always bond over Tom Izzo at the end of the day. <laughs> well, well, and I do have a question because I was just in North mm -hmm. Carolina. You've got Roy. You got Coach K. Yes. yes. One of those two guys, the, 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 the best college basketball coach of all time. 
But, well, uh, see, I'm a little bit biased here. Uh, in my opinion, right? There's a lot of people that would say of the old ilk, they would say Bobby Knight would be the choice. Bobby Knight, Indiana. sure. I, I, could under, I could understand that. Bobby Your Knight co-host would say that. Yeah, absolutely. He would say that. He's an Indiana guy. But for me, as far as what is the modern example of a successful coach, Dean Smith made the blueprint. Um, Dean Smith had the most wins when he left the game, 877. So for me, he's always going to be the greatest. But I think it, it maybe if I took my, my Carolina blue glasses off, I would say Coach K. Uh, but I can never say that uh, with a straight face. It would just hurt too much. My mom would be too upset if she heard me say that. So I'll stick with Dean Smith for now. I was hanging out in this little town uh, called Goldsboro, North Carolina. This, oh, th- this, yeah, I know Goldsboro. Yeah. Th- th- this weekend, fine, redeveloped downtown, uh, pretty little town. And um, and I had to admit it, too. It, I mean, it was awful. It was awful. I wanted to wash after I said <laughs> Coach K was great. That wasn't good. <laughs> Everyone needs a shower after that. <laughs> That's yeah, right. but, 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 but he's a great coach, so we'll give him his credit. All right. We're not here to talk basketball today. We're talking MLB. And uh, let's get this thing started. See which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money, let's do this. All right. uh, This piece comes to us from U.S. News and World Report. It's uh, from the Associated Press. We don't have an author credited, so we can't do that. Uh, The piece is MLB allows unfeed... On-field advertising in pandemic-shortened season. Major League Baseball is adding on-field advertising this season, both real and virtual. Allowed locations include the back of the pitcher's mound, behind home plate, on tarps in the stands, and in the grass and foul territory down the first baselines, the commissioner's office said Monday. Teams have the choice whether to make them real or project them virtually during telecast. Tate? In addition, physical ads can be put on the on-deck circle, which uh, that's fascinating. The New York Mad for Ford Motor Company on the back of the city field mound for Saturday's exhibition game against the Yankees. MLB in the in the past gave permission for virtual signage in the batter's eye location, and that will continue. MLB approved these insertions to help the league, team, and broadcasters fulfill marketing commitments during the shortened season. The commissioner offers the commissioner's office said. And there it is. There you have it. Very, that's, uh, that's the big news. I was going to say that might be the shortest uh, piece that we've had on Money with Friends yet. <laughs> but but let's talk about this. The reason I brought this to the table is I already mm-hmm. feel like every single piece of an MLB game it has advertising on it. The seventh inning stretch <laughs> now has advertising. Mm-hmm. It's splashed all over everything. We've got virtual advertising back behind, you know, uh, uh, the bl- batter's blind spot. They now can p- put virtual advertising there behind where the batter is, right? You've got advertising there. Does it, d- does this uh, yep. more advertising bother you, not bother you? It, the, the thing that really jumps out to me when I really look at this article, right, the first thing that, that is interesting is when you think of the MLB, you think convention, you think traditional, you think uh, they're never going to change their ways because this is who the MLB is. But when it comes to uh, advertising, they're on the forefront. The 2017 World Series comes to mind when Fox basically was like, we're going to have not commercial breaks, but breaks within the game where you can stay within you know, the, the, the world. But we're, you know what I mean? Like they, they've always been on the forefront of trying to do different stuff. I love the idea of tarps. Uh, I love that if we're not going to have fans in the stands, we're just going to big, big tarps, you know, that, that has sponsorship there that people can see that in my head. All I see is a big fig Newton, uh, you know, <laughs> on a big old tarp uh, somewhere. Yeah. And, and yeah, yes, it's bothersome in a sense. Like we don't want to be, you know, uh, we don't have advertising shoved down our throats as fans uh, of the game itself, but we're, we're so far into it at this point. We're so, it, it's so ingrained and, and integrated marketing has gotten so well at this point that I'd rather just be 
in my face. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's already going to be there. We know it's going to be there. So just, just make it as blatant as possible. And and who cares? The own deck circle I find fascinating as well. Um, Cause we get a lot of shots over there. So that, that feels like a primo spot for an advertising company uh, to try to get that and sell that. How much of this do you think is going to stay around after this season? I think I think more than we probably wanted to stay around because once you open up uh, an avenue into revenue, I think that, that it's a slippery slope, right? Once you once you put it there one time, why not put it again? And you don't want to, you, you know what I mean? There, there's enough money to be made. People want to make money, and uh, once the stream is there, why plug the hole? So I, I think we'll see lots of this, and I think the idea that we're seeing more marketing to make up. For, for the lost games and then the lost revenue. It, it's also a way for them to test some of these ideas they've had for a long time as far as advertising, I believe. So um, it, it's it's fortuitous for the, for the people that have sponsorships involved with MLB for sure. Uh, uh, MLB uh, uh, coming to the regular season, whatever this regular season means, take, uh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 happening now. Uh, you know, d- d- did you watch any of the preseason games? I, I, yeah, I mean, I watched uh, Clint Frazier hit a home run with the mask on. That was probably, I think that was the game that they referenced also the the Mets Yankees game. So I did see that. Uh, That was probably the biggest highlight from the weekend. It is, it is fascinating to me as sports are coming back, you know, we're all excited. I feel like we're getting being more excited in the, the games themselves. MLS is, is a perfect example of this for me. I, I was, as they were planning out the bubble for everything, I, I was interested. I was reading other articles. How are they going to do this? Same with the NBA. And then now that they're there, you know, I haven't watched many. I've seen MLS highlights, but I haven't watched full games, even though I thought I would, you know, and uh, sort of sort of with the MLB. I mean, I thought as soon as they would start playing, I was going to be watching all these games and it hasn't been one-to-one and I don't know if that's just me personally or if that's a, a problem at large, but they're hoping that people tune in. And I'm, I'm assuming when the real games start, people will tune in. Are you watching the games, Joe? That's probably a better question. Well, well no. Uh, here's the thing. So my co-host watched, watched one uh, uh, like a, a week ago. Bobby. And, and he said, yeah. no, actually, my co-host on Stacking Benjamins, OG. Uh, oh, okay. It'd be funny to ask Bobby if she actually watches MLB. I got to ask her that. I, thought, she, I was like, no, that's great. Yeah. 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 When she and I, did, but, 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 but he said, and, and, and this is it. I'm a big baseball fan, dude, but, but. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you reference soccer. Soccer has a lot of movement. So, okay, the stands are empty. Not that big a deal. NBA, who we're going to talk about tomorrow, a lot of movement. So that's great. MLB, not a ton of movement. And and, and OG, my co-host, said he's like, I just couldn't get into it because all you see are these empty stands. And then he said they even played the organ music, the bump, 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 and he said you could just hear it echoing off the stadium, and it was so boring. (laughs) It was so incredibly boring. Yeah, and it's baseball is one of those sports where they're trying to uh, inject it with some energy anyway, right? So if you have nothing in there, the, the crowd noise, pumping in crowd noise doesn't work. I mean, I, I saw the Korean baseball league, the, the NC Dinos, right? When they had the people in the stands, they, they had more of an atmosphere. They were trying to make it fun. They were trying to almost make a joke out of it uh, or getting people excited about the fact that that they had these you know people in the stands. But the MLB, like you said, it's a little more of a uh, vanilla way to, to do this and maybe – Maybe maybe this gives them like a little. Uh, maybe us talking about this right now will get them fired up enough. I to bet it change, is. Right, we need something. Shoot some fireworks <laughs> off, you know, something like that. I don't know. I bet that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> hey, I want to go back to advertising, which this piece is about. Mm-hmm. You know, MLB is a sport that's been dying for a long time. You've seen the statistics. I've seen the numbers. Like when you just look at top line revenue. 
owners are finding ways to make more and more and more money. But when you look at butts in the seats, there's fewer people in the stands and the people who are in the stands are all over 50, right? Uh, so, so the question is now that we're adding more advertising to this sport and it's in our face even more, are the owners really killing themselves more quickly? Or is this sport going to die even quicker now that we've got empty stadiums this year and uh, nonstop infomercial while Clint Frazier and everybody else is batting? Yeah, and it, it's very interesting that, that that's the approach of this league, right? Because baseball is supposed to be such a, it's America's pastime, you know? <laughs> this, is such a, this is such a hallowed ground that we're supposed to have so much respect for. But wait a second, the you know Ford Motor Company just slapped me across the face with another ad. I don't understand what's going on here. Or maybe that's just a commentary on America, right? That we're, we're so entrenched. That is America's pastime. Here's all these advertisements for all these different companies that we have. Um, I, don't, I don't know what that is, but I, I love the game of baseball. I grew up playing the game of baseball. My family is a baseball family. North Carolina is very much, in my opinion, has very you know ties to being a baseball state. But like you said, there is a, uh, a lack of interest from the younger audience for whatever reason. Maybe it's time. Uh, maybe the stakes aren't there. I've been praying and, and had my fingers crossed for so many years for the Dodgers to play the Yankees in the World Series just to see. This is the ultimate ultimate test. Will the elitists care uh, when these two teams play each other in baseball? I think they would. And I think it at least would be a conversation for a month. Maybe it happens this year in a shortened season. But that's what baseball needs. I almost blame the Cubs. Uh, and I don't want to get too far away. But when the Cubs you know broke the curse of one they won too quickly right we needed to draw that one out drag that baby wanted, out drag it out what had happened everyone's like what else do we have less i guess it's the cleveland's the only team since 1948 to uh, they have the drought from winning a world series but what else is in baseball are we looking forward to um the, the stakes aren't there and that all comes down to marketing, right? I mean, that they could do that. They could say it's, you know, the Yankees have a super team over here. And then we have Mike Trout, you know, try How do we get him into a team to, to make people have some interest or whatever it may be. But it seems like they're, they're down to just find new revenue streams to, to slap on some Fig Newton logos, which, Hey, at the end of the day, who cares? It's up to them. Hey, and Fig Newton, by the way, Tate's mentioned this enough. Fig Newton, if you want to sponsor the show. I'm sponsored by Fig Newton. I will say that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to point that out. Hey, Fig Newton, if you want to sponsor the show, it's Joe at com. Feel free to write me a note. And uh, Tate and I will just talk Fig Newtons. That's what we'll do the whole time. Hey, hey, by the way, I saw a statistic uh, just yesterday. Do you know how many flagpoles the Chicago Cubs went through to, to hang a pennant uh, flag before they actually hung one. How many flagpoles did they go through before they were able, like they literally had a, had a pole ready. How many, how many flagpoles? Hey, do I have a, do I have a, do I have a line or I'm just going to throw out a, I, I'm just going to say uh, 117. Well, five. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went, I went for the over. You went, you went slightly over. I just thought it was funny. They went through five flagpoles before they no, actually five got a flag. Flagpoles, yeah, yeah, that is insane. Yes, uh, that yes. makes, I mean, you would. I would think you would never need to change it. Maybe once or twice, but uh, yeah. <laughs> That is wild. How long do you think uh, it's like the Cubs fans? I'm sorry for the Cubs fans. They don't. Want, I don't want them to be upset with me. But well, that's a question for you, D- dude. How long do you think a flagpole lasts when you say 117? Like you think a flagpole lasts? Yeah. They replace it every four months. <laughs> Six months. <laughs> 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 they got that. Uh, I want to ask you about advertising in general. When you see companies mm-hmm. advertise on sports we're going to talk about the nba tomorrow you watch college but you're a huge college basketball geek uh uh baseball whatever it is does does advertising on these sports influence your buying decisions no 
Absolutely not. I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, it, it would influence. I mean, uh, it, maybe it incepts a decision into your head, right? Where you've seen it so many times. You're like, of course, I'll just go to GoDaddy.com if I'm going to buy my website. <laughs> um, but I don't think I, I don't think the only thing that I can say I've ever that's ever worked for me is uh, if people watch Comedy Central back in the day when I used to watch South Park, you know, the, the commercials would be Taco Bell, whatever new video game it was, whether it be NBA 2K or, you know, whatever. And, and those advertisings would always they would just be right on line with what, what I would want at the time. I was like, I need to go get some Taco Bell and I definitely need to get 2K and. Every other advertising, for the most part, seems a little bit off. Uh, college basketball, they try. Like Dos Equis has always been around. Uh, the, the beer companies, of course, are around, and, and people drink beer. So I don't think I'm making that decision based on I watched Dos Equis sponsor this thing, so now I'm going to go buy a Dos Equis. But maybe it does, and I'm just you know not giving it enough credit. But it obviously is around, and uh, all I care about when it comes to adverti- advertising is Q scores. Uh, I learned about Q scores, uh, I think, when I was like 11th or 12th grade, and I found that fascinating. I don't even know uh, what they are. How what's, people a, are great at, but what's a Q score? The Q score is like it's basically like the likability of someone. Uh, uh-huh. It's how they judge like an athlete, like Tiger Woods in in 1999. His Q score would have been off the charts, you know, because everyone loves Tiger Woods in 1999, and King Griffey Jr. His Q scores would be off the charts. Um, yeah, 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 those types of guys. And I always uh, advertising is a, is a strange world uh but it's an interesting world and uh i don't know i I don't know if i've ever been incepted but probably yeah probably have uh uh, my producer's laughing at me he's like you definitely have been well i was gonna say the second you came up with GoDaddy like that it just just kind of kind of shows that maybe yeah yeah yeah. i mean danica danica patrick got me yeah exactly (laughs) maybe the uh no idea is that why she broke up with Aaron Rodgers? is is there something going on with you and danica now is that the deal Mm, I, I, that would be, that would be great for me, but, uh, that would be bad for her. So I, I definitely would not put that out in the world. Oh, so come on. The, she get all that big pod. She get all that she, big she, podcasting money. Now. Great driver. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's It's a, it's a lucrative <laughs> in, industry for sure. Uh, yes. uh, I'm trying to think about more. I, I see even more advertising in baseball. That That's, uh, that's, I'm just trying to think about one time in, in the past year that I've been, or when I was watching baseball last year where I, I was thinking about ads that really got to me, but, I really it was the World Series in 2017 when I really remember I was like, wow, they're doing some really innovative stuff in MLB. And I, and I think it was more Fox Sports than it was MLB. Yeah, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was more MLB. No, I don't know. They had that in racing too, the side by side thing. But the MLB, I think, was a little more innovative because, you yeah. know, the race goes on. MLB is a whole different deal. Hey, in just a second, uh, Tate and I are going to have mm-hmm. our takeaways. Tate's going to have the biggest takeaway, by the way, we've ever had on the show. No pressure, dude. But, but wow. you're going you're gonna to finally save the show. It's about time we got Tate here mm. to save the show. Uh, but today's show <laughs> is, uh, is, is, is uh, brought to you by Netgear. Is your Wi Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming work, gaming, video? calling him more. I've noticed my networking here uh, as I'm hunkered down this week in uh, my friend's house in Texarkana. My Wi-Fi has been struggling while we're making the video here. Uh, uh, what if you're doing all those things at once or you have a family at home quarantining, doing all those things at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. Covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out what makes Netgear America 
America's number one choice for Wi-Fi at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. Man, I, here's what I needed for today, Tate. Seriously, mm-hmm. I needed Netgear to send me some equipment to try it out because because I'm on I'm on my buddy Mike's Wi-Fi right now and you freeze and and yeah yeah we got to do better. I <laughs> know yeah, I was gonna say I mean if I can just give my big takeaway right now is that that native advertising was amazing you that you you, you sold that ad for Netgear and you also needed the internet at the same time so uh, <laughs> that's my big takeaway podcast <laughs> advertising it works send this out. Send this out to the world. <laughs> Who cares about MLB advertising? Let's talk yeah, about it. It works in the podcast. Yes. Uh, t- uh, t- uh, take, what's our takeaway from today's piece? Uh, my takeaway from this piece is that the MLB people, like the jerseys soon will have logos on them. I believe we will, we will be, you know, that, that will be the next step. Um, and, and I don't know if it's the worst thing in the world, right? Because we've seen it work, uh, you know, overseas with, with soccer and things like that. But my, my big takeaway is one podcast advertising works. You saw it here, <laughs> folks on this show. And two, uh, the MLB, the MLB is not afraid of advertising and we will see more and more of it. So those are my big takeaways. Yeah, and sadly, I think it does kind of kill the sport when you when you flood it with advertising. I think that that I don't know. A lot of people listening to this are entrepreneurs, and I think that you can think about the short term and obvious, mm-hmm. which I feel like is what MLB is doing here. Tate, I think they're thinking short term and obvious, but I yeah. think the longer term and not so obvious is looking at the looking at the bottom line. This sport is dying, and anything I can do to maybe make mm-hmm. a couple less dollars today, but make it so that 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 we get the excitement of the NBA, you know, coming our way or of, mm-hmm. you know, the NFL mm-hmm. or whatever it might be, man, if we could get that back, uh, that would be fantastic. Hey, I hey. F- feel like too much petty crap happens on MLB. We, 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 we're picking up nickels and we're not thinking about Benjamins. Absolutely. Let's start thinking about Benjamins and let's start thinking about marketing our stars instead of just selling all these advertising spots. Let's let's take some of that money and use that to market our guys because there's a lot of talent in the MLB that people don't know about. So I, I think that's another facet of this that we need to look into. Well, let's talk about the NBA because rumor has it. I don't know why the heck he would do it, why he partner with you, dude. But mm-hmm. BJ Armstrong partnered with you for a podcast. <laughs> We're still unsure why he did that as well. Um, no, he's a, uh, he's a great guy. And, uh, BJ is a three-time NBA champion and he's, uh, he, he and I, we just kind of kept a rapport and a friendship. And then, if, you know, a couple like last year, he was like, I really want to do a podcast. And I obviously did podcasts and he was like, I think we should do a podcast. And I was like, are you sure about that? And then over time, uh, we, this past year, so we started in January, we've been doing it the past year. We did the whole last dance series together. And, uh, I've heard a lot of funny stories, a lot of great stories. And, uh, BJ is, uh, he is literally the kid. I mean, he is, he's like a little kid, but he's 50 some years old, but he still has the joy. Um, and, uh, it's good. It's fun to be around people that have that kind of joy. Joe, you're like that. I mean, I'm having fun right now. You're laughing at everything. It's good to have laughter. And we, we like to keep levity on our show. BJ makes me laugh. Uh, I make him laugh for some reason and uh, it, it works out that way. So it's a lot of fun. And you can also hear much like Titus and Tate, you can hear you and BJ wherever finer podcasts are distributed. Yes, pushing through. Uh, it's an Apple podcast uh, everywhere. You can, you can find it anywhere where you get podcasts. That's what they say. That, that's the tagline of podcast, Joe. That's my favorite. I used to say that back in the day, having not known uh, where they would be. I'd be like, you get them wherever you get podcasts. And now that, that's like the tagline of every one of their podcasts. They're like, wherever you get them, just, only, go, just o- go find it. But only the better ones. Come on, only the better ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. He is Tate. I'm Joe. Guess what, guys? We're back tomorrow where we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk NBA. Speaking of BJ, we're going to talk a little NBA tomorrow and how that league also starting up. So uh, we'll see everybody back here tomorrow at Money with Friends. Bye bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.